that this morning at 10 minutes. 10 minutes past the hour of the morning machine, the machine that makes your mornings move and listen. So it is Wednesday, and that's also the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You know what I'm saying? And look, you got to wake up for Wake and Bake Wednesday. It is your favorite medicine in the morning, and it is going down right now now all right so that's what we have going on and uh listen first things first shout out to doc uh this wednesday morning so shout out to you doc and you know we still going and uh i got sam in the building talk to him sam good morning everybody how y'all doing everybody 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 and hey we're gonna have this is gonna be great this morning now First off, for everybody out there in Radio Land, if you're not familiar, we do this every single Wednesday morning. It is your favorite medicine in the morning. And yes, we understand we're not going to have Doc today. You know, let him spend time with his son. Right. So with that being said, we're going to bring Nick on in just a few minutes here. And uh, first of all, Sam, how was your week? It's a great week, you know. I'm happy to be alive, happy to be here, happy to see the summer, happy to see the weather great, you know. Yes. Get outside, get some uh, outdoor activities in. Got to love it. What kind of outdoor activities you talking about? Running? Man, I've been running. I've been on my bike, hitting them trails. Man. You show me sets of greens, man. I get my greenery. You know, <laughs> you know, watching and and then of course I got to I got to get back I got to get back out there. It's been raining just a little bit, so I haven't been able to get out there. Three so for the morning, everybody. Uh, as we know, Doc's not in, but we gonna make sure that he's a cool doctor. For those who don't know those letters, that's a lot of sweat equity he put in to earn those letters. You greet him, you greet him with those letters. Dr. Hodge, MD, is a graduate of the Morrison Dentistry, New Jeru, New Jersey. Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Dr. Hodge, MD, Atlanta. Okay, so that's what we got going on. So important. It's important. Like if you don't have balance. I'm telling you now, it's a, it's a, it's a. If you don't have, if you don't have family, you got friends out there that can love you just as good, if not better, than family. So that's something that's necessary. Make sure you get it in, and um, and and keep that balance. That balance is really important in life. Absolutely. So very interesting. Let's jump right in, Sam. Let's jump right in. Let me tell you this. First story on the docket today says this: a lawsuit. Dun, 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 lawsuit. Yep, that's right. Now, now it doesn't sound like a gavel if you heard it, but the gavel's being dropped down. The lawsuit seeks $200 payout for everyone who bought marijuana drops mislabeled as cannabidiol. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Time out. Somebody faking the funk? Uh, That's what it sounds like. Let's talk about it. Federal lawsuit filed Monday. Seeks class action status and $200 apiece for hundreds of consumers who bought CBD wellness drops in Oregon last year that include tetrahydrocannabidiol, or THC for short. The substance CBD and THC during production. So now, let's go to the doses of THC. More than a dozen people reported becoming ill. 
uh, is, you know, just kind of like a, you know, they just kind of went overboard a little bit. Uh, ill, I will only room. And then as Doc would say, did they die? Nobody died. Doc will always hold under the select brand and have proposes 70 day suspension and a wretch. Mm, mm, mm. I better start there uh, or, or stop there. Sam, talk to me. What's happening here? What's the what? What happened? What went wrong? What was what was their malfunction? Man, Sam? sounds like somebody there was high on the on on, on the supply, man. <laughs> I'm talking about, man, they brought their own supply so, and was packaging. Somebody was taste testing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> somebody was taste testing. You can't be doing that on the job, man. Yeah, that, yeah, that cost them good. some. That cost them some serious bread right there. 200,000 200, big yeah. ones. Nah. That Nobody likes 200,000 coming out of you any gotta, kind of pocket. Yeah. yeah, so that's out of pocket for whoever would whoever yeah. would confuse that. Yeah. What are the stipulations behind this $200,000 fine? Somebody just lost their job. I think I think that right there is more of a legislation thing where it's like, oh, okay, you're going to add to the kitty on this one here because you, you messed up. We can't just slap you on the hand, so we're going to make this one hurt. We're going to hurt your pockets. Right. So on on that one, whoever that employee is, ain't no employee no more. He got to go. <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen A says, he's got to go. He got to go. He, me probably already going at this point. Yeah, definitely. Hey, too short said that too. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> No, I was trying not to go there, Sam. I was trying not to go there, Sam. But but no, there was another. So so Cureleaf is a Massachusetts-based company, New England-based company. Uh, they have settled ten lawsuits brought by customers who reported becoming ill after buying the products. So here we go. Michael Fuller, the Portland attorney who brought those suits, now has filed separate litigation seeking compensation for everyone who purchased a mislabeled CBD, whether or not it made them ill. So this is not the only ball game here. So there was another similar lawsuit that he brought on against Cura Cannabis, which Cura Leaf had acquired. Oh boy, here we go. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me Cureleaf just bought this company and here they are in, the, in another lawsuit with the same dude, the same dude. How? How does that now? Come on now. Now, Sam, that can't just happen twice now. You know, you just bought that company and now they're in a lawsuit with you as Cureleaf. Because you now you brought the company, oh, you get dragged in it too. Oh man, that that didn't, that just is not a good look. That's not a good look, man. What what do they need to what do they need to do moving forward? First of all, other than the employee being gone, I, what obviously, else needs to obviously, what that sounds like is that guy is definitely um, a very important person in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and those type of mistakes. It goes back to accountability. Right. You know, the packaging, everything is really important. It's going out to consumers. I mean, imagine if children got that. You know, it's even worse under that circumstance. But, you know, at the same time, nobody died. That is a good, that's a good notion. That's right. a good gesture. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, we, we can't have that kind of mistake going on because what it does, it does hurt the rest of the industry. Yes. That's why the stipulation is going to be tight and keep us in a chokehold, choke you know, just moving forward because those opportunities now, 
it only is going to go to the responsible. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, now from the confusion, now from the confusion to the infusion, you ready for this? Sam, let's talk about this. So, Candiani and Lensing debut hemp infused tensile fabrics. Ooh, wee! Let's talk about that. Two leaders in the denim supply chain take cues from fashion's hype machines, streetwear, sneakers, to launch garments made with limited edition sustainable fibers. I think we know what those fibers are. Lensing and Candiani denim have developed tensile limited edition with hemp and Coriva fabrics. Now, the fabric is a blend combining the Italian mill's biodegradable stretch denim technology with the Austrian fiber producer's novel cellulosic fiber revamp to include a substantial portion of hemp pulp. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. So, it's featured in a in an exclusive um, range of 50 oversized women's shirts available only only at Caniani's Coreva Concept Store in Milan. Comprised of 18% tensile limited edition with hemp and 2% Coreva natural uh, rubber yarns. So it's made in Italy and it ranges from extra small, which means basically you can get a schmedium out of this. It retails for basically in American dollars, one hundred ninety nine. Basically, for you know, getting those together. Hey, that's you, not bad. So, so you know, one fact about that that product is going to be tear resistant, and then it's going to have a longer durability, so you'll be able to keep it a lot longer mm-hmm. just because of that. You know, it's interesting, and you know, I, hey, look, we understand it's two hundred dollars, but hey, look. The price it's, is worth it. The price is worth it because it's, this is something that you could have for years. And it's definitely great as an alternative, you know. So, you tired of your jeans ripping? That's basically what it is, you know. So, uh, here we go. Hemp farmers excluded from the cannabis business. Oh, no. We can't have no exclusions. Well, why are we talking about exclusions? So legislation for allowing recreational cannabis left hemp farmers out of the equation and efforts this year to include them fell short and we're talking about this and in the state of connecticut so it says uh dng ag tech manufactures 78 brands of products derived from the hemp plant yet none of their products are allowed to be sold in connecticut's medical marijuana dispensaries Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Can I take a time out like uh, Kenny DeJet Smith be saying? Can I take a time out for a second? So how do you manufacture 78 brand, almost 100 brands of products derived from hemp, but you can't sell your product, the direct product in the medical marijuana dispensary what like what is going on there so so before you before you say anything about that under federal law hemp can't contain more than 0.3% tetrahydrocannabidiol the psychoactive compound that obviously as we said earlier gets you high once it's past that threshold the cannabis plant is considered marijuana Here's what Connecticut did. Connecticut legislation legalizing the drug in 2021, that's what they put it, said the products sold in Connecticut's 18 dispensaries could only be from the four medical marijuana 
approved growers in the states those same growers will be able to transition into the recreational cannabis business sam what we got going on here in connecticut we thought everything was good but it's not good for the farmers what's happening you know that sounds similar to what's going on in georgia you know georgia Mm. only had a limited number of growers as well that they approved and of course you had to pay a high dollar just to get in the game so Connecticut has even less growers mm-hmm. uh, um, and just as many more restrictions there. So only the top dogs can play in that game. If you if you ain't stroking a six-figure check, it might be seven figures. I don't know. Yeah, it might be seven figures. <laughs> so that right there, I mean, it, the in that part of the country, um, it's adjacent to New York. Right. And they're sitting there, you know, just looking at it. But at the, at the same time, I think what they're doing now is with war, with more regulation, more stipulations, and then they're buying themselves time to get the control that they need, you know, moving forward. That's just that's just my outlook on it. Right. So what let me ask you this. So in Connecticut, we've been talking about okay, hey, Connecticut's rolling. But it 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 looks like hmm in certain aspects, they are, but here, when it comes to the people that actually grow it, it's not. It's not rolling like that. It's not looking. It's not looking good. So, what can be done differently in Connecticut to make it better for all? Not just not just the people, but the growers who provide that product. Well, I think the first thing you got to look at in Connecticut that it's not totally legal. They allow some home grows. Uh, but at the same time, for recreational use, it's not it didn't it's not supposed to pass until July of 2023. Mm-hmm. So they still got some time. They got a whole year in front of them um, before it's a little uh, another step further, you know, right. for the recreational users. But if you do have a medical card, you can get in there. You can do um, all the things you need to. So apply for that card. You know, that's one suggestion I can give you. Apply for that card. So that way you're not limited. Um, to get the access that you need. Interesting fact here, department, the Department of Consumer Protection is in the process of determining who gets a license to grow cannabis and believes there will be enough to satisfy the demand. However, the farmers say, uh-uh, nah, we're not sure about that. They are, they are reserved. They're like, Mm-mm, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. So also under Connecticut's cannabis laws, a licensed cultivator may cultivate, grow, and propagate cannabis at an establishment containing not less than 15,000 square feet of grow space. You got to control the environment. That's that's one thing to make sure that the tetracannabal dog is not too high or the THC is not too high. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Two... Um, you have to be able to secure the product as well because you don't want people to just go help themselves to your grow. <laughs> so you want to make sure that the building is secure. They just, they, they just, they just walk in on help themselves. Ooh, yeah. But they just, help themselves. Just, just like, just like cure leaf. They helped them. Somebody was confused and they helped themselves. And then you got $200,000, uh, fine. Hey, how they that. say it is too good to be true. Mm, yeah apparently uh, definitely that's a great play on words sam it was too good to be true because it looks like it's looking good for south dakota marijuana legalization initiative 
qualifies for the South Dakota ballot. I know it's not Georgia, but hey, it qualifies. And so here's what's happening. May 25th, South Dakota Secretary of State Steve Barnett announced that an initiative would legalize marijuana. How about that? South Dakota. So now, hold on. Before I read the rest of this, hey, Georgia, South Dakota is on board. Georgia, what's happening? Yo, South Dakota? What you going to do in South Dakota? (laughs) Nothing against South Dakota. If we have listeners out there, nothing against South Dakota. But I'm sure it's beautiful out there. They look like they about to be way ahead of Georgia here. But let's read on. That's officially officially titled Initiated Measure 27, which will appear on this November's ballot. Look at this. This November. Georgia. Yet again, where we at? I'll ask it again after I say this. South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws led the campaign to place the measure on the ballot, submitting their signatures on May 3rd. A random sample found 25,023 signatures were were valid, surpassing the 16,961 signature requirement. Wow. Now, how about that for over for, for an overwhelming support, right? Now, if the voters approve the proposal, people age 21 and over will be able to legally possess, use, and distribute marijuana. South Dakota legalized medical marijuana in 2021, so they're already halfway there after voters passed initiated measure 26 during the pandemic in 2020. Now, Amendment A 54 to 46% in 2020. That was the medical marijuana measure. And a state circuit court ruled the amendment was unconstitutional February 2021. And, you know, it's a whole lot of backstory on that. But here it is, Sam. Here's where my question is. South Dakota, 2020, got things done. 2021, eh, roadblock, but still got things done. Here we are in 2022 for South Dakota, and there's a ballot. There's a referendum on the ballot. Sam, what's happening with Georgia, man? <laughs> with South Dakota already there, and they got overwhelming support from the petition. I mean, thousands more, not just a couple people, a couple hundred people here and there. This is thousands. They over. They over. They went beyond the scope of 16 nine on the required signatures. That's a, that's some overwhelming support right there. Yeah, they over 50%. On right. The exactly. I mean, and that, if you, if you look at the, the state itself and what type of opportunities are there, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been to South Dakota before. Uh, it's a lot of desert oh, thank there. Goodness. Thank, it's a lot thank of goodness. T- jagged rocks and stuff there. So, I mean, but you know, they yeah, got the, the, the cattle farming as well, but mm. I mean, you would have to just expand the opportunities. And I think, being able to grow, um, there is an opportunity. Um, it, the the factors during the summertime is, mm-hmm. is definitely well enough for you to at least get one or two grows within the year there, um, you know, based off the weather. But I think from an opportunity standpoint, I think South Carolina, I mean, South Dakota is down. They have the people there that's like, yeah, we doing this. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you when you go to Georgia, 
which Georgia is is the melting pot for the entire country. Right. There's people here from everywhere, transplants from everywhere, doing a little bit of business, not only in the local level, national level, but the international level. This right. is an international city. So this is a plethora of opportunities. So you, you have, you may have the lawmakers looking at it from a standpoint of, hey, we got this going on, we got this going on, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the old mentality. Right, right. That we've been trying to debunk, get up out of here. They're old, they're not accurate, and we need to, to readdress that and move forward. The right representation. Mm-hmm. We need to continue to advocate. We need to co- continue to talk about it. We need to be a thought in somebody's mind who will take action to take it a next step further going to the Capitol to push and lobby. They may have a better relationship um, with the, the the policy and lawmakers to get us to where we need to be at. Right. So So now that next is so with South Dakota pretty much getting starting with the pandemic in twenty twenty, getting getting that going, passing, medical twenty one, and here we go, twenty two, full legalization of recreational. I, I still want to see, you know, the, you know, what, what's going to happen to people that have been locked up for that. I was still, I, I'm being honest. I'm sure our people are out there in South Dakota, but people out there, 879,000 mm-hmm. blacks or black Americans only make up two point as native Americans. True. That is right. That is right. State. You got a, you got a quite a bit of ratio. So so when you look at the demographics of the state, we don't really make a significant factor. Georgia in the steps that they're taking, did, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. I mean, you know, it almost. Lot, those bills pass through and they pass through quick. No delays. That Yeah, that's uh, very, very, very interesting there. And, you know, it's a uh, hey, miracle grow in just a moment. But. There's some there's some stocks out there, but they just about the money. The money doesn't want to talk back to you sometimes. But in the talking about here, as far as the money is concerned, let's get to it. Ah, fine. There we go. There we we got something at sixteen point nine percent CAGR. Their market size value surges to a record sixteen point zero six billion dollars by 2030 oh by 2030 it's big numbers that's very big so here's what it says polaris market research research consulting company published a 110 plus page research report on the industrial hemp market by size share growth segments analysis and forecasts 2030 so according to that it says the global industrial hemp market size is expected to reach $16.06 billion by year. Uh, so basically, it this report covered like uh, size, share, and trends, demand and supply ratios, uh, COVID-19 pre and post business impact, emerging trends, opportunities, and challenges. It basically looked at all of that. $16.9 billion by 2030. We're at 2022. We're half. We're hitting the billion already. Now, what has to happen in order for to get to this to that 16.9 billion, or is it just the states that are already in play right now would earn that 16? Final number. I think that number is a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Once everything, every 
bodies involved, all states are involved. Mm. Let's break it down by the acre. You can make about $800 an acre. Sheesh. And, you know, we're definitely here. Um, whew, 800. You can produce about 2,000 pounds. Wow. Nice. So, you know, th- that's the thing, you know. So when it comes to the states, so it really doesn't need ever, all 50 states to be in play with marijuana to earn to earn that level. No. No. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember you 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 break it down into so many different uses. I mean, I mean still you forgetting the industrial side of it too. I mean they use it in mm. in concrete. <laughs> so basically the study didn't study everything. No. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. So that number skewed. That's what Doc would say. <laughs> anyway, listen, it uh as as we hit the uh, 20 minute well we got 20 minutes left 18 minutes before the top of the hour here on Wake and Bake Wednesday so I got Miss Renee on the phone good morning good morning good morning hello there how you doing I am wonderful I am wonderful before we get off on one of our amazing tangents I have <laughs> got to shout out all of the amazing June Geminis on the airways in the space. This is our month. Let's go. Yes, I Turn am up. June Gemini, and it is our season. You're you're a June Gemini. I am. We got to burn oh, one for Renee. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got to burn yeah, one for her. Yes. Yeah, yes. I I'm I'm saying that too. Might have to might have to do that. No, I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. But good morning to you. How was your week? <laughs> I had a great, great week. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed keeping up that all is going on as we continue these can of conversations. Um, Came in, heard you all talking about so many different things. We've got jet fuel, guys, that they are making with hemp. Like, there's so many things that you can do with it. Watch out. We're going to find it in everything. Jet fuel? And it's going to be the, yes, they're, they're making jet fuel with hemp. Call it gas for a reason. (laughs) 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 And that might be for real, for real, very soon. Hey, look, I'm telling you, you're not going to be worried about prices at that point because you're going to want that. You could could grow your own, people, you're growing your own gas right now. Literally. It ain't ain't fossil fuel no more. Put that fire to it. No, it is not. It is not. It is not. Yep. And, and it's and it's and it's organic. So when you think about the ozone layer and emissions and all of that, right? Like this plant, y'all. This plant, y'all hear me say it all the time. This plant. That that's a shirt, right, Rob? This right. plant. It just says this plant. That's this it. This plant. It's pretty freaking amazing. Absolutely. Um, and just glad to be on the journey. Yep. Good, right. Glad to be on the journey. And we're glad you're on the journey with us this morning. And so, you know, let's uh, hop right back into it. We're going to talk about Scott's Miracle Grow. Says something here about cannabis. U.S. cannabis cannabis industry is uh, flush with fledgling companies and many unfamiliar brands. But in that mix, however, is that 154-year-old company that you see all over the place. Scott's Miracle Grow. So... 
Over the past decade, the lawn and garden giant has quietly entrenched itself in the young and fast-growing industry. But, Scots, we've been talking about it. They've been quiet, but they haven't been quiet. They're ramping up its involvement by throwing its lobbying weight behind legalization efforts. And, furthermore, funneling the dollars into investments that eventually could enable the company to sell cannabis direct to consumer and I, I Sam been talking all morning. This is the most he talked on this show for the whole time. So I'm I'm gonna give him a break and go to you first, Ms. Renee. Talk about it this morning. Hey guys, um, yet another common thread in our conversations. Follow the money. Please know that these big boys of industry of their industries, right, are not getting in this game about a feel-good. Again, the the, the key word is billion with a B. We're going to start seeing it more than ever in this space. And the time is now. I am telling everyone, if you have two extra cents, put it in the cannabis industry. They don't even have to be extra. Redirect something. Whatever you're spending – Make sure that you allow that you can invest something into this cannabis industry. Guys, the writing has been on the wall for years. In 2017, if not before, um, Heineken, Coca-Cola spent millions of dollars on research and development of cannabis um, and CBD-infused products. They aren't doing this just for (laughs) S&G. (laughs) <laughs> right. There is a reason um, that they are doing this. That, that guys follow the money and don't follow it. Get on this now. Do not wait. Get into the cannabis in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Just like Coca Cola made those how many millionaires all those years ago. This is it, guys. And 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 timing is everything. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. There, there is a reason for this all. If you have a company that has been in agri, what did you say, Rob, 154 years? Yeah. And they're in the space. Uh, all, all of your industry leaders are going this way. What happens when Delta starts fueling these? these watch our pl- prices j- drop. The schedules open back up because it's coming. It is coming. Mm-hmm. It is coming. And so it's interesting yeah. because I I looked at this and it says and um <laughs> it's so very interested um the quote in here it says if people are stuck at home what are they gonna do they smoke a joint and go garden wow look at that yeah. so well that's what happens so you know what's gonna happen and this is this is my guy Chris Hagedorn uh, said that in this article but uh, so. Sam, what do you think about all of this? Scott, we've been we talked about Scott's in one of our first few episodes of Scott's Miracle Grow and what have you, and their their push and you know, Ben and Jerry's and all of that, those power players that got all the billions now that are funneling mm-hmm. into the, the American economy, right? And it's like, hmm, all right, do something. Pressure's on, what's happening? Well, yeah, and see, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sam. So, with Mir- with, with Miracle Grow itself, stock wise, it is a consensus rated of buy, which means at, out of a uh, scale of five, 
it's at a 2.88 which means hey you need to buy that stock it's on the it's on the it's one it's a solid company all across the board but in the total overall cannabis industry they've been losing money and they've been losing money is because from one state to the next the laws are not on the same page. Yeah. So the opportunities there is almost kind of like they're they're handcuffed just a little bit, mm-hmm. but they have all the potential and all the upside in front of them. So they're leveraged because you got to think about it. The potting the potting soil that you need to grow if you want to grow in your home, where you ain't get it from. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, exactly. like Scott's a great place to start at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I wish so, I had mm-hmm. that meme of that guy putting that <laughs> finger to his head like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, aha. 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 You need scuts. Just get scuts. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah, but we've been talking about this for some time. Um, and scuts has been the major, one of the major lobbying um, companies out there because, you know, the growers need scuts really to get it going. They're the quality product out here in the industry. And what, what better way to you to have a phenomenal growth than with them. And that's, that's why they're, they feel handcuffed because, you know, they want to grow, but you know, what, where can they start? Because the laws aren't on the same page. Ms. Renee, you're going to get ready to chime in on something. Oh yeah. Um, my, my thought with that, and, and remember Scott's has probably taken also a hit as we go into a much more organic and natural lifestyle and that becomes the end thing, right? And so you have, um, you know, when you're looking at fertilizers and all of the chemicals and things, and then they, so they get to plug in. It's such a win for them. It's, it, it is such a win for them. They get to pivot. They get to say, hey, we're doing something natural, and they get to get in on this multi-billion dollar industry. They have captured lightning in the bottle for them. This is a good turn for them. It's a good pivot. Um, it, it, it's, again, this is a win for Scott's all the way around. And I want to add on to that. Um, you know, one of the things that, that Scott's is probably going to embrace is the medical benefits of, of cannabis. because. True. When you when you put it out there and you put the evidence out there that um that cannabis can treat chronic pain, it can help with seizures and disorders, uh, it can help with nausea associated with chemotherapy. So when you look at that, and then you know it's also a treatment for veterans, um, you know, and as you go and you state all of the medicinal facts, they have more of the reason to be in it as well. So from a public standpoint, I think that the the leaders in that company have embraced it and they've done all the things they need to do moving forward. So that way that even though they may be taking losses in the industry, they have invested themselves in there and they've stuck with it through those losses because they have taken some losses in the cannabis industry for that particular reason, because of the laws varying from one state to the next. You know what? It's interesting. You say that speaking of those laws, States struggle to set rules for hemp intoxicants, intoxicants such as Delta 8 THC. So here's here's something here. It just it just came up. If states are the laboratories of democracy, right? Those labs are getting no uh, surprising results. So more than a dozen states have taken up legislation so far this year to either ban or regulate the conversion of hemp extracts into uh, 
cannabinoids such as Delta 8 THC. And I'm not sure what's happening here. Well, okay, they have an example. Take Tennessee, for example. Lawmakers in Nashville couldn't decide whether to ban Delta HTHC and other hemp-derived intoxicants entirely or side with hemp operators and pass a bill to set some safety standards and address a flood of unregulated and possibly dangerous lab-created products derided as frankenweed what is that what 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 are they talking about here what 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 is this so i'm trying to figure out because where's the confusion here why why are the states doing this why why are they confused it's like they want so it's one side that wants to pass it wants to legalize wants to get the medical marijuana medical marijuana right but then the other side says but we but we're going to ride with you hemp farmers but we just we just won't legalize what what is the confusion with our legislators here why why is this what what's happening is this why people are dragging their feet what's the state again like they use tennessee for an example okay basically uh they said lawmakers in nashville couldn't decide whether to ban delta atac and other hemp derived intoxicants entirely or be on the side of hemp operators and pass a bill to set some safety standards so, I, I would have to say because they don't know. Remember, you know, we talk about frequently um, how new this industry is, that there aren't long-term studies, right? Um, and so in doing the research, they just initially threw a blanket at it and said, oh, this should cover it. Oop, but there was a little corner that that blanket didn't cover. And Delta 8 is that legal loophole, right? right. <laughs> and so... Now they're kind of left with their pants at their ankles, like, ooh, we left, we, we, but they didn't know enough to know what to, how in detail the laws and the legislation needed to be written. So those people who have been studying and doing their research, right, doing the work, they knew, hey, we can, we can plug in just, just like we see legal loopholes on everything else. Let's find one. And that's what they did. They left the door open on it. And now that that door is jammed open, they're trying to figure out a way to push it closed. (laughs) The legislators and lawmakers never planned on Delta 8 hitting the retail market. That wasn't supposed to happen. But they didn't didn't know there was an option for that to happen. Well, now they know, and they're like, oh, let's fix this. Well, yeah, good luck. Because that that ship is is sailing, and it's going to be real hard to get it back to shore. Absolutely. It, it, it's 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 kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like the Chappelle moment. My God, what have we done? You know, like yes. they is the, they yes. they had so many loopholes in there that everybody was taking advantage of them. And then when you finally find out, it's like, my God, what have we done? You know that yes. that sort of thing. And that's what they're saying now. So it's just like, do we side here? Do we side there? Uh oh, what do we do here? Now panic mode sets in. Go ahead, Sam. So the one thing I want to give you fact-wise about Tennessee is that it's only one of 19 states that still penalize for simple possession of cannabidol with mm-hmm. jail time. Possession of mm-hmm. wow. half an ounce or less is punishable by nearly a, g- a year of incarceration. That's crazy. That's crazy. Whoa. Then, to add on top of that, right, so... For medical and recreational use, it's not legal in Tennessee. It's only legal right. for seizure patients. Mm. So we want to make sure we get that clear. So, you know, 
and and mm, possession of cultivation possession of cultiva- cultivation um in Tennessee 11 months up to 11 months 29 days in prison and up to a $2500 fine cultivation is basically listed as 10 plants or less and it's a felony a felony wow yes. wow, wow, wow punishable by 1 to 6 years in prison you know what Sam, do me a favor. Next week, I want to know what I want to know what the percentage is of African Americans in Tennessee have been incarcerated for this very thing. I mean, if you check the a, the a, um the ACLU reports, mm-hmm. uh, it found that a whole bunch of black people was being arrested more multiple times your your traffic stop could be could be a year off gate yeah absolutely absolutely and and let's keep in mind guys in tennessee you got and i graduated from lauderdale county in tennessee shout out to the uh ripley high school tigers there <laughs> outside of memphis <laughs> but what i also know is that that tennessee is a lot of agriculture Yes. And we own, we still own a lot of that land. And when I say we, I mean melanated people. Hmm. And so, no, that window has not opened. Um, you know, I have family friends, like, asking me now, how do I get into this <laughs> safely and legally? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with these hundred acres that my family has owned for hundreds of years? They know they aren't selling it, but Tennessee is... Um, I think even more behind um, on the education piece. And so you have the um, pseudo majority that still wants to keep a real tight noose on this until they figure out how to control what the money It's Hmm. about the money guys. Real, real quick. I know we got, I know we're coming up to the top of the hour. I got to ask this question. Hmm. Gee, most of the land is owned by melanated people, right? So yes. if we grow, so if we, if we grow it, we automatically in the can. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. the land is owned by melanated folks. Hmm. No wonder nobody has moved forward with it yet. Hmm. Just kind of yeah. that that's something to really marinate on right there. Because if most of the land in Tennessee is owned by melanated people, acres and acres and acres of land, because I'm just putting it out there, you know, that it would be different had it been the other way around. Let's just. Oh, yeah. Quickly. Like (laughs) South Dakota. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, let's call it what it is. Hey, my family owns a very modest, um, let's say, 20 acres um, in rural West Tennessee. See that? Um, and, and I know the the money that my family has made since before I remember, right? Mm-hmm. I just knew that granddaddy rented that land, and they came, and they, they planted their soybeans. And, those, and when I say they, the, the, melan- the non-melanated folks. But we always knew that's why they were on our land. And we knew to translate it to they're paying us to be on our land, right? Mm-hmm. To plant that crop and what have you. So imagine you can make that money. What do we say? $800 a 
a week per eight, acre? Or eight, what was that number? 800 a day per it's, acre. Yes. Right. And we've got 20. So do the math on that. Mm-hmm. Yup. So then what do you do with the people who had 100? Like like you all were talking about when I, just when I dialed in. Guys, exactly. it's the money. It's the money and it's the control. It's power. Exactly. That's what it's about. Exactly. I d- Miss Renee, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. We just driving it home. Final thoughts for you, Queen. Hey, final thoughts. Um, I have got to shout you guys out. This has been such a passion project, as you know, for me, and it now gives me purpose. I love, love, love these conversations with you all. Um, I'm so excited to be a part um, of this ongoing conversation. I have some great things going on with Canna Body Designs right now. Check us out. We're doing a big thing on June 11th. I told you all it's June Gemini season, and we're going to go hard. We're going to continue these Canna conversations. We're going to get into this industry, stay in this industry, and not watch anybody take it from us. It's ours, and we're going to control it. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Find, where can they find you, follow you, and most importantly, bye. Hey, 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 Canna Body Designs, cannabodydesigns.com, canna underscore body underscore designs on IG, canna body designs. Google me, Google me, Google me. Let's let's continue the conversation. Absolutely. And we shift over to Sam. Final thoughts on where can they find you, follow you, and connect? Final thoughts is everyone stay aware. Know who you're putting in office. Because some of these, whether it's the, mm. the the senators or the governors that's going in, depending on what their platform is and how they truly think, they can be totally opposed the industry itself, maintain their viewpoint that it can hurt the youth and whatever it may be. But we still got to continue to educate them on that. We're in a different time now, and we have to adjust to the yeah. times, and we have to stay current. That old mindset, and <laughs> leave it back in the day. We're <laughs> in 2022. So, hey, everybody, stay, stay vigilant, stay informed, stay out there. Follow me, Big Boy Sam with two M's. Check out Matcha Foundation. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Check y'all next week. Absolutely. Next week, Doc will be back, and he is on that spring break, spring bacon. So we say that's what he would. That's what he would <laughs> say if he was in here. Sp- you know, summer bacon. That's that's exactly how he would mm-hmm, say it. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. you know, light it up. I gotta say it in honor of Doctor's Boarded. You know, he'll be back yes, next week. Yes, yes. And so, <laughs> and make sure you follow the doc uh, at RashawnHodge.md or on Instagram R A S E A N H O D G E dot M D. Don't forget the two letters at the end because he put a lot of work in to earn them. So even on Instagram, yes. you still put respect on his name and. Uh, still tomorrow we are here your favorite segments the morning machine is still going strong as always so i want everybody to have a phenomenal rest of the day first of the month new month new money new mindset let's get it peace everybody peace out